Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Cut the Crap with You Doll, where we cut the crap from your personal and professional relationships through tough, tantalizing, transforming conversation and coaching. Now, here's your host, You Doll. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cut the Crap. I am You Doll, your host of Cut the Crap with You Doll. And I am your professional and personal relationship consultant. And so we are all about, of course, transforming professional and personal relationships one conversation at a time. Call into the show. Uh, you can call in at 619-924-0984. Uh, I'm hoping that someone live is listening to our show. But if not, you can always Download the show and listen uh, afterwards. But if you want to call a comment in today, please dial the 619-924-0984. Now, today we're doing a little something different in that we are actually just talking to you from the heart. Uh, Our topic today is um, actually the election of President Obama and how he created Donald Trump and how we can actually move forward from this. Uh, Today's show, I usually don't say the actual date on the show because usually I like for people to be able to go back and listen to the show and not feel as though they are, um, you know, hemmed into a date or whatever, and I can do the shows whenever and use them again and again. However, particularly for today, uh, the show is, on how this Donald Trump came to be as our president because today is actually Inauguration Day. And I wanted to have a show about this topic and about how we move forward because there is so much energy around this particular election. And even though, and interestingly, Uh, When President Obama was elected, there was a lot of energy there, but it was actually a lot more positive energy than negative. And with this particular election of now, I'm going to say it's now President uh, Donald Trump because he would have been actually have taken the oath by now, uh, there's just a lot of negative uh, energy around this election uh, there's so many people who don't see him as being a legitimate president because the popular vote, of course, went to Hillary Clinton, and the electoral vote has gone to uh, Donald Trump, as well as with all of the insinuations that Russia actually um, had some uh, interference in how the election actually panned out. So there was a lot of controversy around this particular 
uh, president's election. And there's a lot of division between groups regarding those who, of course, are in support of Donald Trump and then those who are, who are against Donald Trump. Because even the ones who are against Donald Trump, I can't necessarily say they're in support of Hillary Clinton, but many, I think, who are protesting are actually against the process of how he was elected. And um, so I can't say they're necessarily pro Hillary Clinton supporters against Donald Trump. You know, it's just people who do not see him as being the particular president, legitimate president. Then I think there are also people who are upset that he still moved forward as president considering his language and actions toward women, his language uh, toward many other groups, <laughs> uh, people of color, and so forth. And the, uh, the fact that he's now in the highest office in the United States, you know, begs a lot of people to go, hmm, I'm a totally against this because he just, you know, does not share my values, principles, beliefs, and so forth. So there is, in a nutshell, is our issue, you know, as to what's going on. And now we have what, you know, I often look at as, or, you know, are we a divided nation? Uh, considering this is such a controversial uh, election, a controversial president, because of not only how he came to be in office, but also because of his particular perspectives. And so I am left with looking at the scenario and going, ooh, what are we going to do now? You know, what do you do after a president's elected? Well, usually what we do is we sit back and wait to see what this president is going to bring about. Uh, you know, what changes is, you know, are he going, uh, uh, what changes are going to be put into place, you know, regarding this president? What's his particular platform? And thus far, I think we have protests today, and we'll continue having protests because thus far his particular platform doesn't appear to be one that a lot, that some people are um, supporting or happy with. So um, the title, The Election of President Obama Created Donald Trump, How to Move Forward, because uh, I, I wrote a book before Donald Trump was won the presidency um, nominee, became the president nominee. I wrote a book regarding how being that President Obama had been elected as the first African-American president, not one but two terms, that there was a backlash going on in the U.S. because of that, uh, whereas uh, white privilege was being threatened by the highest office and the land being held by an African-American, that taking America back was about the Euro-Americans uh, asserting their groupness to now ensure that the country appears to be in the hands of uh, Euro-Americans again, uh, that the U.S. is in a place and has been always in a place in which the Euro-American uh, perspective was considered the right perspective 
and the dominant perspective and that any threat of such not being would have to be eliminated and um, put back in order or the equilibrium would have to be reassolved because the election of President Obama upset the status quo because it indicated that things were getting unbalanced (laughs) and leaning toward people of color. Um, Even though, interestingly, with President Obama's election, many people of color were very much as though he was not, they did not consider President Obama to be supporting them enough because his particular um, perspective was to try to do something that would impact all U.S. people. And as you all know, if you listen to my show, I tend not to use the term Americans because that would include Canada as well as South America and Mexico (laughs) of the Americas. So, um, you know, North and South America and so forth. So I say we're U.S. citizens, we're U.S. people. So President Obama always, I mean, when I look at his platform, I see it as though he attempted to have his legacy be around helping a combination of people across races, uh, and I, I don't like that term either, across ethnicities and uh, economic um, levels and so forth. So the Affordable Care Act impacted lots of people, uh, regardless of race, age, you know, economic status. The um, well, Someone brought up to me about, well, he supported the LGBT community, and I was like, yes, but that also crossed the boundaries of ethnicities and economic status and so forth. So he had, his legacy is one in which he attempted to really pull together and cross the boundaries of a lot of these false kinds of divisions that we've set up here in the U.S. And so with his holding that position, though, and with it's the representation of who he was, the Euro-American group had to make sure it balanced the status quo again. And balancing the status quo means that you have to make sure that Euro-American representation ended up being the dominant group again. And so, whereas if you ask many Euro-Americans on the street, do you consider yourself to be white or have a particular privilege, they would definitely say, no, I'm just an individual. History has shown that whenever there's an attempt to upset the status quo of the dominant group, Euro-Americans being in power, then they will come in groups and in mass to ensure that the balance, the scales are once again where they are in power, and that is exactly what happened. Uh, and if you, my book is on Amazon. Uh, it's called President Obama Created Donald Trump, Euro-American Backlash in Motion. It's not expensive, three ninety nine. Go take a read, though. It's short, easy for anyone to get through, but explains the historical perspective of how this has always happened throughout history. So for those of you who act like you're surprised that Donald Trump is, uh, has been elected, don't be surprised. If you read history, accurate history, not the propaganda that's in the school books, then you will see that what has occurred 
has always happened throughout the years to ensure that Euro-Americans remain dominant within the United States. And then you may ask, well, why wasn't it just someone else then? Because Donald Trump's language spoke to the very essence of the Euro-centric white privilege dominant Protestant perspective. <laughs> I mean, that's what it spoke to. <laughs> I mean, you know, his language of, you know, we're taking our country back. We're, you know, it's about them. It's, a, it's very much an us versus them, and them is anyone who's not Euro-American or of Euro-American descent. And his language encaptured that fear, the pain of the Euro-American who thinks that they're being stomped upon by the minorities or the people of color and so forth. Even the case of, even, you know, even that women should be in their place. Uh, just the simple fact that a man who can grab women body parts and do sexual um, innuendos and talk about women the way he has shows that, you know, the basic male-dominated Euro-American perspective is one that was, was striving to be in control again and dominant again. And so that's where we have it. So now what are we going to do? You know, the topic of the show is how to move forward. So I have a couple of little things I want to pick at. Um, you know, you know my little soapbox here. <laughs> so I have a couple of things I want to pick at. And, and one of those things is, you know, we have the right in our country, free speech. We have the right in our country to protest. That's a part of our free speech and that we have the right to, as long as we have, I guess, in particular states, wherever we are, we have the right to assemble, you know, on particular land as long as we get permits and so forth to do so. And we can protest anything that we want to protest. Uh, that is a great thing about our country is that, you know, you're not arrested for protesting something that you're against. So we have the right to protest. But the election has occurred he's now in office you know as of this time and you know because i hear the helicopters overhead indicating yeah he's he's probably in office. he's been sworn in um he is you know probably doing his parade route at this moment uh and so the thing is what are we going to do now we can continue to protest um, but what do we are you know are they orchestrated are they are they really going to accomplish something? So what I'm saying is we should use our energy wisely. You know if it's a protest that's necessary for a particular thing, then make it a protest. If the signatures that we need to get, then let's do the signatures. But be effective about it. Um, it's not just about someone has a different opinion of, uh, than you or different perspective than you and you know, immediately it's about the anger part of it and, and, the, and the backlash around it. And I, and I want to I wanna specifically bring up the issue of, like, Jennifer Holliday, for instance, because I had, a, we had, I had a lot of conversation and debate going back and forth on my Facebook page regarding Jennifer Holliday accepting the gig to sing at the inauguration. And she received a lot of backlash with, that I actually attribute to and call cyberbullying. Um, and a lot of people who 
I guess people thought were going to perform received what I consider to be cyberbullying. We're not going to buy your stuff. We're not going to support you, da 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 if you do this gig, you know, for the inauguration. And, and as I was pushing back to people, I was tempting to be, well, I was being logical with this and simply having people to reframe what, the way they're looking at this. Jennifer Holliday, for one, has performed at many inaugurations, both Republican and Democrat. She's not. She doesn't accept her gigs in a in a partisan way, and so therefore this was just a gig to her in which she had been brought back to the White House, brought back to you know the inauguration. So the fact that people cyber bullied her into not accepting it, I thought was ludicrous and very cool for people. Cool, and that's cool for people to do that. I have to repeat that so you make sure you heard the word I'm saying. It's cool. It's cyberbullying. It's the very thing that people say they hate about Donald Trump. They call him a bully, uh, you know, toward all kinds of groups. But people turned around and used the exact same tactic on Jennifer Holliday and others, where they cyberbullied them into submitting to their particular wishes based on their particular beliefs and values. So then I have a question now is, how many of you all are going to go out there and make sure you really buy Jennifer Holliday's um, music and support her totally because of what she has now done as far as stepping down? And I beg to say that most people who did this participated in giving their opinions about what she should and shouldn't do are not going to now go out and buy her material. You just wanted her to do what you wanted her to do. That's her decision to pull out because she decided to give in to the cyberbullying. However, and I find it hard to respect the people that did the cyberbullying because, it, you, you know, it's, I, I find it interesting to point the finger at someone and what they're doing and then to turn around and use the same thing that they're doing against someone else. Just something to think about. Okay. So where are we going? Are we going to take on the same behaviors that Donald Trump or now President Donald Trump has been using with people and our use it on other people and call it right and justified? There's something to think about. Another thing to really think about is, you know, you know, where are we putting ourselves now? Are we trying to have an all-out civil war? Or are we going to now see what this person is going to do? Well, which is what we've done in the past with, all pres- with the presidents. You know, we may have not supported them. We may not have elected them. But then when, you know, we, uh, when they get in office and we see what they do and we, you know, take action accordingly. And actually, at this point, that's all we can do. All we really can do is now see what he's going to do and respond accordingly. But that does not mean that, you know, we should get into cyberbullying or we should be angry at each other because of our having different perspectives. I have to come back, though, to, to say that as a country, we are at a time where we're either going to go deeper into the issues that we have or we're going to figure out how to work together and rise to the top around the issues that we have. 
And when I say rise to the top, I don't mean that we're going to suppress the issues, overlook them, cover them up, and pretend that all is well. <laughs> That's what's gotten us to where we are today. The fact that we are still allowing ourselves to be in the mode of propaganda, misinformation. So much that has been around this election has been about the manipulation of information. And so many of us cannot tell truth from fiction. And I have to say, though, I don't think, I don't know why we're surprised that we can't tell truth from fiction. We're in the information age where we've been bombarded by so much information. And sometimes it really is hard to tell truth from fiction. But we've always been living like that here in the U.S. Here in our United States, we've always been living in a lot of fiction. Our basic textbooks that are in our schools are based upon propaganda. They're not telling necessarily true history. Because if they were actually telling true history, we actually may not be where we are today. We actually may, might be in a better place. Because our youth who are growing up would have been able to have conversations around the real history of our country. A part of our healing is about our being able to acknowledge the truth. Any two people who've ever had issues in their relationship and have actually come to the other side of resolving those issues would recognize more than likely that in order to have resolved those issues, you had to be willing to communicate and really share your truth and really either possibly have a third party in there, but, but it, it was really about how do you get past something is that you have to acknowledge the truth of it. You have to acknowledge your own truth, the other person's truth, maybe even what's really the truth, and then be able to communicate around those truths in order to come to a resolution. And that's our issue in the U.S. We don't even acknowledge the truth. We, we're not, we don't acknowledge our real history. The fact that it's taken so long for uh, a, a National African American Museum to actually be in Washington, D.C., is a demonstration of it's taken us hundreds of years to acknowledge the truth. And I'm still not sure, and I still don't think we, we that, that's just a symbol. It's still not there where we actually acknowledge our truth. Because if we really acknowledge the truth of our history, then we would all be in a place where we would have to begin to look at each other as people and begin to look at how can we get past the issues that we have so that we can resolve them and actually have an absolutely great country. So when President Donald Trump says, let's make America great again, I find it somewhat disheartening because the only way we can make America great again is to actually acknowledge our truth. And 
there are so many people in our country who don't want to acknowledge the truth of how this country came to be, the truth of all the contributions of all people who built this country. Because if that was the case, that we really want to acknowledge our truth, then we would have to rewrite our history books. And if we rewrite our history books, then that means our youth would have a chance of actually being able to live life quite differently than we are today. But it's hard to acknowledge the truth when all you are about is maintaining the status quo. So here's a little, the coaching for you to think about. The, you know, we have our, our coaching corner that we'd like to share with people at the end of the show. So what actions, your call to action, what action are you taking the result of the topic that we have today of the election of President Obama created Donald Trump, how to move forward? One action is to really look at yourself and decide where do you stand. Are you about maintaining the status quo? Are you about having a great country? If you, are you about maintaining particular privileges that you have? Or are you about having a great country? And within that, how do you really see your other country people? Do you look at your other country people as being threats to you? If you do, then you have to go back and have a history lesson and begin to look at who is it that you allow into your world. Are you willing to live in our diverse country or are you looking to have the country as simply a country that only has one kind? Is that humankind or just your particular ethnic group? So it's time that we actually take a hard look at ourselves, each and every one of us, and begin to look at what is your fear, what are you threatened by, and why is it that you want to maintain the status quo? And then begin to look at how is it that we can have a great country if we're going to maintain the status quo? The only way for us to have an actual great country that we look at making sure that we don't maintain the status quo that we are willing to grow with each other and show the world that we can be the great sociological experiment that we are, that we actually can all work together where, you know what, it is a country where everybody wants to come. Not that everyone will come (laughs) or that we, you know, because there is limited space here, but it is the country that people, other countries want to be like that we really are a role model to other countries, that we are a role model to how people really can have a great country even though they're very different, even that we can actually work together to make ourselves, you know, a, a world leader in a global economy. But that means that we actually have to do a lot of introspection on each of ourselves as individuals and begin to look at how can we form a relationship with each other in groups and as a country. Okay, so this is Udall. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> You've been listening to Udall, the Cut the Crap with Udall. And today's topic was the election of President Obama created Donald Trump. 
and how we can actually move forward. Go check out the book at Amazon.com. You'll find the book. And the book is called The Election of President Obama Created Donald Trump, Euro-American Backlash in Motion. I am so excited that you were able to join us for our conversation today. You know you can find us here, same place, same time, each week for Cut the Crap with you all. Namaste. Thank you for joining our conversation. Join us again next week. Same place, same time at Cut the Crap with You Doll. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.